the University of Essex podcast, your non-stop shop to learn about our research, hear genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered. Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Katie and I work for the University of Essex outreach team, helping to deliver activities and events to support students and guide them on their higher education journeys. The outreach team believe that all students, regardless of their background, education or where they come from, should have an equal opportunity to discover whether higher education could be part of their future. Our podcast is designed to give listeners an insight into university life, including the journey before, during and after, dispel some of the myths out there and also motivate and excite you to achieve your potential. If you'd like to know more or have any questions, please contact us by emailing outreach at essex.ac.uk. Mental health matters. Whatever stage of life you're in, having positive well-being will always be important. It can raise your self-esteem, boost self-confidence, provide you with a sense of purpose, help you to connect with other people and enjoy experiences. And even if we're not necessarily dealing with poor mental health, practicing good mental health can help support other people and prepare us for when we're not feeling so great. We're lucky that the conversation on mental health is being promoted much more widely and more people are taking action to put mental health first. It's important for everybody to recognise that it's okay not to be okay and that sharing their feelings not only helps to get them the support they need but also helps other people realise what they can do too. As a young person, you'll experience many emotions and feelings and this continues through school, college and university. Having a positive mental health can help us to adapt to these feelings and promote a healthy lifestyle. But when we do need some help, there is plenty of it out there. To help students thrive during their university experience, we have a variety of support teams available at Essex to ensure you have access to the support if and when you need it. Thomas from the Student Wellbeing and Inclusivity team will be joining us today to discuss their role and later on we'll be talking to some current students who have had a personal experience of using the support offered at Essex. So welcome Thomas to the podcast. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your role. Hey, hi, uh, so I'm Tom. I'm from the Student Wellbeing team, uh, SWISS, the acronym. Um, I'm a wellbeing assessor, so one of our roles is to kind of look after any and all students who come in and need help with us, um, and we we just kind of deal with everything mental health wise. <laughs> Perfect. So um, great, as as you said, that's the acronym SWISS um, is uh, where we signpost our students to, mm-hmm. um, and so do you work with um, first year students or is it all students? Yeah, so it's all students. So undergraduate, postgraduate. Um, anyone who's a student at Essex comes through us um, and we offer kind of access to any and all services as such um, so without going into too much detail at the moment if people need um, just a bit of basic support or if they need ongoing mental health support or physical support as well um, so for instance you're a student who's got hearing impairments something like that um, you come through our team we deal with the whole lot of that Ah, oh, cool thank you and, and do you work with staff at all as well? We don't personally, but we, we kind of deal with each other, as much as that is. But, yeah. um, so we can give advice to staff if they want to talk to students. So that's kind of where we interact with staff more, is in, with academic staff. We talk to them about their students um, and how they can help their students with well-being and things like that. So how do you promote sort of positive well-being amongst students? Okay, so when we talk to students, um, we obviously give them well-being tips and we give them well-being advice, mm. discuss that as a wider thing in general. Um, however when it comes to a team we do things like we go to I think at open days we're there Mm. at freshers events we're there we do things on the squares every now and then when we can Um, there's various events throughout the year where we try and promote these Um, like it's recently been World Mental Health Day 
Um, this year we didn't get a chance to do much for that, but in future we tend to do things like that. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. it's really nice. I was walking around campus today and there's a really nice atmosphere with lots of students because it's um, sort of welcome week. Students are getting mm. um, yeah. integrated back um, into the academic year and there were some crafting workshops. I think they were sort of making uh, plant. Yeah, hangers. I saw that. Yeah, really, really nice. nice. And yeah. even just seeing people doing activities like that is really nice. Um, and um, like Thomas just said, there's lots of opportunities to sort of do those things mm-hmm. um, because university isn't just about sort of the nightlife and drinking things as other opportunities to yeah, take no. parts in clubs and or sport clubs and and uh, activities as well um, so yeah that's really nice that there's there's always things going on mm-hmm. that people can take part in to sort of support their well-being and and do good things and and why why is this important why should we be doing these sorts of activities yeah well it's it's a weird question because you think about it you don't say why 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 is it good to have good physical health why is it good to have good health it's Mm. it's one of the things where it is just good for you all around to have good well-being yeah um you know you're you're less stressed with life you manage to cope with things a bit better that's not the right word You, you kind of manage to work better as a student you'll find things a lot easier if you've got good things in practice and good things in place for this yeah um but yeah it's just it's just good health really i mean nobody wants to go through life with poor mental health because it's incredible stress to do that and it's it's hard Mm. so if you can deal with it from this side then it it helps (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think as um our listeners are in sort of school and college they might have Mm -hmm. experienced sort of worries to do with um stress and and things like that and and so it is likely that you may experience them at um university level as well um and 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 that's absolutely fine lots of students go through lots of different experiences um and so it's important that you do have those things that you go to your your clubs or your societies Mm. um or perhaps you do need to speak to someone a bit more professional about your worries and um yeah it's just important to remember that those those things are there to support you if you were to come to university um some of the things i think that um students possibly might not have experienced before is worrying about money um, if you yeah. haven't had to budget things before, yeah. is that something you see common? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think, um, especially when you're younger people and you think about university, you kind of forget the nitty-gritty details, like where do mm. I go and get my shopping? How, is Tesco cheaper than Asda? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Um, which just comes with growing up. That's part. Of, if you didn't go to university, you'd have to learn this stuff anyway. Yeah. So it's all part of that process. Um, and it's really not that scary. I mean, it's we're looking here at Essex, we've got Tesco on the doorstep, and we've yeah. got things on campus and so on and so forth. But... Um, in regards to that, we actually have advisory services for financial matters as well. Mm. So if you've got stuck with student finance or things like that, we have teams who deal with that. We've got um, financial advisors, not financial advisors, but people who deal with like yeah. money matters and things like that. And is um, the, are they the sort of people that you would signpost to if if the problem had come through to you? Yeah, you would we then signpost. sort of. Oh, yeah. amazing! I mean, okay. we do we do some of that ourselves. So if it's if it's someone who's just got a bit of issue with budgeting, mm. you know, you've you've never really had to balance bills before and all the rest of it, and, and that's a horrible thing to get used to, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can do a bit of that. That's not a problem. Oh, um, good. But yeah, there are people we signpost to as well. What sort of other sort of common problems do you see amongst students that, um, or common worries? Mm. Well, it it kind of depends year on year. I mean, I'm not. We're not going to go into each single year. No. Obviously, you know, <laughs> that's you only got so long, but. Um, finance is a big one like you said it's things like general general welfare to be fair mm. so stresses anxieties um, academic pressures is quite a big one um, the transition from college and school to university is quite a large step and there's there's various things that people don't think about 
Um, so for instance, in a college, you know, you get given numerous quite rapid deadlines for work and you've got a teacher kind of looming over you. Um, not like that in university. No, you get, no. You get told to do a piece of work at the end of the month and then it's it's up to you to do the work for that mm-hmm. to get there and all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so on some side as well, we also see students who um, kind of forget to have any fun in the oh, meantime, yeah. which yeah. goes against the stereotype. But um, yeah, you do see students who forget that they're, they do have to have a life outside university. Absolutely. And um, we do sort of say this to our, our listeners all the time that university isn't just about coming here to study oh, no. you've got to find that <laughs> balance between studying and then having fun and making sure you yeah, have time absolutely. for all those additional bits so. yeah yeah join a club jo- join a club <laughs> join a society do uh, get a hobby get, do something that you like one of the things that i always say to students regardless of what i'm talking about in a, a meeting because it's almost always helpful mm. um is i always ask them do you have a hobby do you do something that you like do you do you video game? Do you do you podcast? Do yeah. you, you know? Do you do something? Because most of the time, students say yes, and I haven't done it for a while because they've got work to do. They're behind mm. on things. And the way I always say to people to think about things like this is: you, if you had a job, you work nine to five, you work thirty-seven yeah. hours a week, and so on and so forth. You don't work seventy hours a week at your job and take it home with you and forget to have a life outside it. Yeah, because it won't help you. No. Um, I mean, in a base at university, you are supposed to have some fun here as well, mm-hmm. you know. And there's plenty of cool stuff. I mean, I can only talk for Essex. We've got societies and things that are great. Yeah. But every university's got an issue. You mm-hmm. know, every university's got good societies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can try things you've never tried before. Yeah. It, it, the really big thing about universities, you can do stuff that you've never had the facilities to do before. Yeah. I mean, like, peek behind the mirror, we're in a recording studio here at Essex <laughs> because the SU have those kind of facilities, which most schools and colleges won't have. No. So if that's something you're interested in, then you can join the club and look into that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a really big part of university that students forget. And that's where yeah. stress comes from because you stop having fun and you stop having something else outside university to keep yourself going. Yeah, so. yeah. Thank you for that. And I think going or taking part in these sort of clubs and societies is a great way to make friends as well because yeah, yeah. that doesn't come naturally to everyone and obviously if you're going to a university that isn't local to you, mm. it's very unlikely you're going to know anyone. So yeah, I yeah, imagine that's much. possibly something that people come to you about as well. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't want to scare people to say loneliness is a thing, but people do find it hard sometimes to... Because often when you see people who've been to college, they'll have gone from primary school to second school to college with people they mm. know, because that mm. happens in your local areas and things like that. But if you've moved from... Like in my case, originally, I'm from Birmingham. So I moved from Birmingham to Essex. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anyone in Essex when I first moved here. So where do you start making friends? Mm. Um, like I said, it's not so natural for some people to do that. It can be quite hard to do that if you don't know stuff. Um, but that's where the societies can come into place. That's where groups mm. come into place. Because um, if you've got something in common, yeah, that's a really great way to start a conversation. Yeah, and so. the, I remember when I went to uni and I joined um, the Rounders Society, I literally didn't know anyone going and yeah, I was really yeah. nervous. But as part of that society, it's sort of their job to make sure that all the new people yeah. do get stuck in and meet people. And then you, yeah, you yeah. go and do other things together and make sure that you, yeah, they just make it really fun and interactive. And you soon have a really great bunch of friends or at least yeah, some people yeah. you know on campus that you meet up with at, at, other, at other times as well. And, and obviously you'll meet people on your course as well. But yeah, yeah. if you are a little bit worried about making friends and meeting new people just turn it around and think how exciting it is mm-hmm. that you you could potentially meet some really wonderful people it, it's also worth knowing as well because i always have again it's conversation with students um 
if you feel like you went to university and you feel like you're lonely and you're tired to make friends, there will be hundreds of students who feel exactly the same as you. Yeah. Almost everyone mm. feels like that. Yeah. Because it's a bit intimidating when you first get here and it's so much bigger than college and you're, you're living away from home for the first time, things like that. Yeah. Um, but very quickly you find you're acclimatised to it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And and these are some worries that maybe you've experienced before or perhaps they might be um, new worries that you experience when you come to university. Mm-hmm. But it's important to remember that there are people there to support you and you are um, possibly having the same feelings as maybe the person in the flat next to you because you're all going through the same um, change and new experience in your life. So do you have any top tips for positive well-being? Like I said earlier, it's good to do these things in general, isn't it? And I'm thinking in particular about situations where students are spending long periods of time in front of a screen, revising, etc. Looking at a screen, is this sounds awful as well because I look at a screen all day. Uh, is one of the worst things you can do for yourself just over time. Mm. It is actually quite bad for you. So mm. if you take gaps every now and then, um, in those five minutes, go and get a drink, go to a toilet, go and stand outside for a minute. Yeah, do, do some stretches. Like I Stretch quite like a little that. bit, yeah. Office stretching is always good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you often see it around uh, crunch time on exam periods where students will basically bed in for a little bit to do stuff. And yeah. that can be detrimental sometimes because you, you do need to give yourself air. You need, you need, mm-hmm. you need to come up for breath every now and then, so... Yeah. Definitely. And is there a sort of um, a way they can structure their revision or um, things, are there thing, tips mm. that they can do during those sorts of stressful periods of time? Um, the, the, the routine, everyone's got their own different ways of doing this mm. and departments themselves can be quite good for this. So um, if students have got an academic personal tutor or things like that, they're a good way to talk okay. about those things. But what I always say to students is to actually structure out your day a bit. Um because what students tend to do, and I have seen this sometimes, is where they'll sit down and say, I'm going to revise. They'll try and revise for seven hours straight. And realistically, you're revising for two hours of that, and the rest of it is you're starting to burn out because you're trying to look at the same stuff over and over again. So, you know, look at it for an hour, go and do something else for half hour, come back to it, go and have lunch. Uh, like, you'd break up a work day like that, wouldn't mm, you? You have breaks, mm. you have a lunch break, you do things in between. Structure it like that. Yeah. and Well, actually, that's it's great because it would this sort of, helps prepare you for that working life as well yeah, it does. if you do yeah. sort of you learn it at university and you start to manage it a bit better so that eventually when you go into sort of full-time employment you're well prepared for that sort of working environment and dealing with those yeah. sorts of things which yeah, is great no, no job will expect you to work eight hours on the trot without a break in between no. and expect you to perform at the height of what you're expecting mm, that's the thing absolutely so do you have any advice or guidance for our parent carers or guardians who might be worried about their young person going to university yeah so um, one of the things that we do often advise is that parents come along to open days oh it, yeah it's really good a, come and see yeah. what campus is like come and meet us because um, often it's it, it's scary letting your kids go away mm. you know, they've, they've mm. probably never left home for all that long and now they're moving away to a city across the country and so on yeah. and so forth but yeah come to an open day go to lots of open days it's always good to get a vibe for the campus yeah um, meet staff meet people there um, meet we're always there support services so not just the Essex but you know KCL UCL Birmingham wherever else you look at mm. support services will be there so go and have a chat to them um, it's always good to know who these people are before you go around you can get an idea of what they do Um I mean, in regards to parents, if you've got worries, <laughs> talk to your kids about them. Yeah. Be yeah, honest just... about that. There's no harm in that, saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, I am worried. Are you going to be okay with these kind of things? Um, you know, keep lines of communication open. Yeah, just just talk to people mm-hmm. about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. I think sometimes, obviously, university is the, the young person's decision. It's your decision at the end of the day. Um, but if you've got a parent, Carol Guardian, who's 
heavily involved in sort of the support of you going to university mm-hmm. um then yeah it's very important to have that open conversation it is um and discuss any worries that are coming from either yeah either party and, so and to be aware as well that uh, i think i can speak from every university almost in the country that they all have teams of professionals who are there to help in nearly yeah. all situations mm-hmm. um we've very well established we've all been doing this in various aspects for years um yeah, in some aspects, it can be easier to get support with various things on campus than it is in the outside world. So actually, we're quite well placed to help with people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Thomas. And I think we'll finish off with maybe a final piece of advice that you have about um, coming to university as a mm. young person and promoting positive well-being. Yeah, so the final piece of advice really for everyone is if, if you're in any doubt about anything, if you've got any worries or concerns, then reach out and speak to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely no shame in that. It's really helpful to do those kind of things. Um, when I attempted university, I had some student finance issues that I didn't reach out about, so I ended up withdrawing. Um, whereas now I deal with that on a daily basis and it's solvable. Yeah. If I'd spoken to somebody at the time, it wouldn't have been an issue. Mm. Um, these things can seem intimidating. You might not be used to that, but it, it will be nothing that the people you've spoken to haven't seen before, and they'll be more than happy to help with anything you've got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just reach out. Don't. To be cliche, don't suffer in silence, just talk to somebody about it. And I think that is a valid point for whatever stage of life you're in. If you're at school or college and you've got a worry, reach out to um, someone you trust, um, whether it's a friend, someone at your school or college, like a teacher, um, or of course your parent, care or guardian. And then we've obviously obviously got charities that you can reach out to as well. Yeah, charities, yeah. Um, And yeah, whatever your problem, small, big, anything, it's important that someone else is aware of it so that um, they can help you um, deal with it. Um, So yeah, thank you so much to Thomas for the guidance provided in today's episode. We are now going to be talking to our current student ambassadors at the University of Essex who will be talking to us about their university pathway and their experience of using the support offered here at Essex. So we have Dominica, third year biomedical sciences student, Essex Flames president, and she has just finished her placement year at the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. And our other guest, Karen, originally from London, is a third year data science and analytics student. Thank you both for coming. It would be great if we could um, share your journey to the university. So, Dominica, did you come from a college or a sixth form? And could you tell us a bit about how you came to Essex as well, please? Um, So, I went to a specialist maths and science sixth form and... I did biology, chemistry, maths, and I came... So I finished my A-levels in 2018, and then the following September I started. So I went... I didn't have a gap year, and I just went Mm. straight into university. The University of Essex was my first choice because it was really good for the course that I did, and it was accredited. So that's how I chose here, and that's why. Yeah. Ah, lovely. Thank (laughs) you. With your sort of transition from um, college to Essex, what was that like for you? Interesting. I think... It could be quite um, sometimes stressful if you don't know mm. what you want to study. Yeah. Um, but being able to do the career quiz and let what my strengths and weaknesses depict what's best for me was actually one of the best decisions I made um, mm. because I think that gave me the opportunity to explore something I never would have thought of doing. Yeah. So I did do maths, but the other side of data science is computing, um, computer science, which it involves programming and understanding these very complex things. But actually, it wasn't really 
as difficult as I thought it would be. Okay, um, that's good. It you use logic, but you've got the creativity side, mm-hmm. and it became very interesting to go into uni to then have fun and enjoy different things, um, to meet new people who you've not known um, because I didn't know anyone at university except for one person who was um, older than me. Yeah. Um, so knowing that everyone is in the same stage and then going in to try our, our best um, was really a very good experience. Yeah, I think well, it's, it's actually quite rare for you to, to know someone at your chosen university. So um, I know you say, oh, you didn't really know anyone, um, but in lots of cases, literally there won't be anyone that you know when you go to university. Um, and so, yeah, you you have to learn to, to make new friends and um yeah no that's um thank you thank you very much dominica what what was that transition like for you it was all right actually um i actually knew four people from my sixth form who wow. went to essex okay. at the same like in the same cohort mm. and one of the um girls who came with me actually did my course so um yeah we naturally just stuck together really quickly well i know yeah. um yeah, and then I think the transition was a little bit stressful because it was obviously my first time moving away mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's a di- different environment and a different sort of vibe on campus versus like mm-hmm. coming into school every day. Um, but yeah, I think I settled in after about a month and a half, I, I reckon. Yeah, Yeah, it it is just part of that university experience, isn't it? It's completely new. If you've not been away from home before, um, it's just about adapting Mm -hmm. that. And that's just part of the university experience. You soon settle in, you find your routine. Mm -hmm. And those sorts of experiences really help you to set you up for your your future life Mm -hmm. as well. Because even if you don't go to university and you do move away from home, move out of home um, and get a full time job, Again, you're going to be going through that experience mm-hmm. of having to cook and clean and deal yeah. with time management and everything independently. So doing it at university, actually, you've got quite a, a few support systems in place to help you with that. And yeah. that actually leads me on very nicely to talking about um, yours experiences of um, using support systems at university because you both have very kindly offered to talk about um, your personal experiences. So, Karen, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about your experience of um, using Swiss? Yes, um, so there's actually quite a few support systems that I've used. So firstly, the one that's on campus that most people would be assigned to is the drop-in service. Mm -hmm. So this is where you can go in whenever you needed it. Um, It's at the back of Silverad, um, so it's quite discreet and not much people will go in. Um, You won't find yourself feeling a little nervous being seen Mm. Um, and it's generally quite anonymous about that service because um, you I think it's writing your registration number and then just if you wanted you can give some information of what you wanted to talk about and then you wait a little and then they have you inside the room Mm. and you can talk however long you want and I think that made it easier for me to go through uni being able to kind of um rant to someone Mm -hmm. um just to kind of let all my emotions and all my feelings um on to like to have someone to listen to me Mm -hmm. um there are also gp services where you use um validium and there's silver cloud so validium is like a telephone service so you have telephone counseling and then 
with the other one which was um and oh yes silver cloud so that's the other option that they recommend which is an online um platform so you can go through the courses for anxiety stress um depression there's um feeling homesick i think as well so mm. there's these different options and you go through the course yourself in your own time it's not um set for saying you have to do it by a yeah. certain point yeah. and then the last one is greenwood house so this is next to the gp um it's like for four sessions and it's very um kind of goal based you give yourself a target so you speak to the gp they go and get through the surface and then at the end of that four sessions you supposedly then go and accomplish one thing that you wanted to work on so in that in that session i learned how to say no which is um one of the things that yeah. can be quite hard yeah um and it led me to feeling a le- lot less stressed because i was able to figure out what my priorities were mm. and i think that's very important about the different um support yeah. systems yeah yes. and i and you you mentioned as well that because of the 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 phone services that are available and the fact that um the drop-in center is sort of in a private area you don't have to worry about other students potentially seeing you if that's what you're worried about if you if you need to make that first point of contact is that it's very private if you need to make it sort of if you want to be anonymous you can um and yeah thank you thank you for that um and dominica then if you wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind just sharing a little bit about your experience as well that'd be great um yeah so i have struggled with my own like mental health since i was about 13 ish um just due to some home problems that um occurred when i was younger and i thought i kind of dealt with them but when i moved to university you know the new environment and um different people and um I really struggled with the noise sometimes on campus. Mm. So I live in kind of like a very rural countryside um, okay, yeah. area. So I was never really used to like noises outside my bedroom um, during the night. And that really kind of freaked me out. Yeah. So um, I wasn't getting a good night's sleep and like the doors just kept slamming. And I think the combination of like lack of sleep, new environment and everything brought brought things mm. up that were quite difficult for me to deal with and um i my first point of contact was also the drop-in service and i um i think i spent about an hour just discussing everything that happened and what my goals were to like how can i get better and how to how to work through this and i was actually referred on to a further counseling service and it's a specialist counseling service called cara Mm mm-hmm and I've been using them for about two years um, during the... So I started using them in my second year and I had about 10 sessions for free and they were all for an hour. And then I got an extension. So I had some extra sessions um, that were available to me for free. And now um, I no longer use Cara, but I use the same counsellor who also practices privately. Yeah. So in initially it was in person at the Cara building mm-hmm. and as I moved back home during the uh, the initial wave of the pandemic we um, used WhatsApp because oh, cool. WhatsApp is double-ended in- encrypted mm-hmm. so it is extra secure and I have been using them like remote services 
ever since since mm. the pandemic but we might go back to face to face but in a yeah. different um room and you can have some rooms um for hire near the university they're called um i'm not sure what the the name was i think it's like life life force and that's by um the university that um private counselors can hire out like a counseling room that's mm-hmm. not associated with their like main practice mm, that's good thank you for sharing and um yeah, it's it's all private. Mm-hmm. All, it, especially with the drop-in sessions, you you can remain no- anonymous. But there's that flexibility there with face-to-face. Or things are becoming a lot more mm-hmm. adaptable now. We can have these sort of remote sessions as well. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic that we have these support services there. Um, but what about timings and things? Are they available all the time? So like twenty-four-seven. What would we need to do if if they're not available twenty-four-seven? Well, um, so Cara operates on, I'm pretty sure, a nine to five basis. And I had a regular session once a week. My slot was Wednesday, I think like 12 till one or something. And that was always my slot. If I had something on like any extracurricular um, activities that have just abruptly come up, I would just defer my session. So I wouldn't waste um, a session. So mm. I would still have like the 10 sessions or the eight sessions that yeah. were remaining in, like in, in the bank, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. As for 24 service, 24 hour services, I personally haven't used them, so mm. I can't really speak on behalf of them. I know that Nightline used to be 24 seven and Samaritans as another one, mm. but I personally haven't used them. So I haven't used any either, but I do know, um, as you, uh, as Dominica said, um, Nightline mm. and Samaritans. There's also, I think, out of services for the GP service as well as, um, 111. I think of you course, can use to yeah. go and speak to them. Absolutely. Thank you. And with, with the, um, your experience of using these support services, were you aware of them prior? to sort of coming to university did you know that universities had these support systems i'm not too sure um i think i went to the school counseling service at six okay yeah and then i think they might have um mentioned that Mm -hmm. universities do actually have a support service so if you ever needed someone to speak to you Mm -hmm. can speak to them the other way of learning about this prior to university was my own research or um, on UCAS I think they do show certain things that you can use when you're then at university so that was a way for me to learn about these different things and of course I'm sure that they probably mention it during welcome week freshers week Mm -hmm. they'll have stalls and stands to sort of say to you look we've got these services Mm -hmm. in in case you need them and um, but what about you Dominique you were sort of nodding your head there saying so I don't come from the Essex area mm. so the local university from where I lived I heard quite bad things about their well-being services and that kind of put me off initially and then I met so Essex do a residence life service so mm. we have RAs and my RA like um, when she came into her, uh, to our flat for the first time, she said, you know, like, here are all of the services available. Um, oh, there's good. like a drop-in service. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked her, like, personally, like, have you used them? Is it good? Because I was just kind of afraid that they'll just be like, okay, we'll brush it under the carpet yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and she actually said that she used them personally and that they were really good. And 
um, yeah, I just, it took me a lot of courage to turn up to mm. the drop-in mm. service. I actually had my friend come with me and she just waited outside just for the hour just to make sure that I got in all right yeah. and stuff. And then, um, yeah, they referred me on to Cara and I had no idea that such an organization existed and I had no idea that, you know, if you do qualify for Cara um, based support, you can um, have many counseling sessions for free. Yeah. And that, you know, as a student is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um I've actually gotten so much information through CARA. So I've applied for the DSA, the Disabled Student um, Allowance, where I can potentially claim some of my uh, money back now because I pay for counselling now, Mm, mm. which means that, again, I don't have to worry too much about financial matters, which takes a lot of the stress off as well because, you know, you have to cook for yourself and provide everything, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and student loans. And yeah, yeah, I found it really helpful. And they've also provided me with a laptop and a printer and assistive technology. So I've got like a read and write software. So if I'm too tired to get out of bed, um, they, you know, I can speak um into the computer and it will write my notes for me that's fantastic and i can do that for my lectures as well and Mm. then also because i live on campus the nearest printer is maybe a five minute walk away from me and they just you know they gave me a printer so i don't have to leave my room if i if i'm a bit worried about leaving and these are the sorts of things i think some of our listeners or maybe other students won't be even aware of that yeah the university can provide you with this e- mm-hmm. equipment um support you so did you know that that was something you could get no hold I, of? I had no idea so um my counselor actually asked if if i was aware of something um like this and i i honestly had no idea because mm-hmm. i didn't think i would qualify i thought it was more of a like a physical or a learning disability such as like dyslexia or yeah. any like hearing impairment and Mm -hmm. um, mobility issues. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't think I would qualify. And then I actually... I actually did so I needed to provide like a GP letter and my counsellor wrote like a referral letter as Mm -hmm. well and it was actually a really easy process surprisingly yeah yeah so it's been like a really big help especially for third year because I went through two years of university without it yeah just towards the end of second year um yeah she was like you could try and apply and that's that's Yeah, yeah great well from from what you've just in that one answer just sort of said some top tips there are take a friend with you mm-hmm. if you're, you're nervous about sort of that first initial contact with a drop-in service. Check out scholarships and bursaries that you could be eligible yeah, for and, and speak to someone about a DSA if you if you think you might qualify or if you're not even sure what it is, take a look into it, definitely. And then you might find that you can get support for those additional things that could support you with your studies because it's not just about being sort of better in yourself mentally or physically it's also about being able to do your studies well as well because whilst you're a student here at university you want to have a good time and a good experience so by having positive well-being and um and having a healthier lifestyle that's going to improve all aspects of your university experience so dominica that was that was fantastic thank you is there anything else that you wanted to add karen um with the DSA, you can also, if you find yourself com- um, not sure if you have um, different conditions, you can also speak to your GP about it. Mm-hmm. And they do have quizzes, especially since a lot of, um, there's a few conditions that mostly are diagnosed whilst we're a child. But if your parents don't know of these conditions, it can be quite hard to 
figure out for yourself. Yeah. Um, so there are some quizzes that you can try and speak to your GP about and they'll give it to you and then you can try and complete all of that and then they'll find out um, whether you are whether you do have a condition and then being able to help provide you with the whole mm-hmm. um, with the services that Dominica has mm. said um, yeah that's great thank you both do you have any sort of um, tips for our listeners to do with positive mental health so any little tips and tricks you guys have whether it's when you're revising studying or just little things that you might do day to day because it's just good practice Karen, do you want to start? Um, yes, so I use apps and I also listen to music, um, building myself a routine. These are a few things that helps me get myself out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people have heard about building habits. Yes. Um, but when you're trying to do it yourself, it can be a bit difficult. Um, so the app that I've been using is Finch. Um F-I-N-C-H. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little penguin that you grow mm. and hatch and it grows with you whilst you give them goals. Yeah. Um, and you can personalize it to whatever pronouns you want. So mm-hmm. he, she and they. Um, and every week it gives you a checkup of what's happened last week, how many check-ins you've done. And then seeing what went well last week, what made you happy and positive and what made you actually feel a little sad so that you can identify what things you might need to change or alter so that you can feel better for the next week um, Mm -hmm. upcoming the other things is of course um, headspace and calm so we know of those um, but if you don't want to use them on Spotify, there's also the Daily Wellness, which is quite good because that gives a mixture of podcasts and music and it also tailors to your music preferences. Yeah. And I think it's so important being able to actually have like a mix because sometimes it can be quite hard to just listen to just podcasts throughout mm-hmm. the whole day. Mm-hmm. But if you have a change between the two, you can then get up listening to your happy music and you start dancing and it instantly boosts your happiness Um, yeah and i think obviously listening to music is such a well it's quite a normal thing to do isn't it we have it on the radio it's on the tv um and it really can change the way you're feeling sometimes um but it might not be something that people necessarily think about implementing it into their sort of routine um so it's it's really good just to mention sort of podcasts and things or um i love the idea of this penguin because it's a really good way of sort of it's, it's basically self-reflection isn't it yes um to check in with yourself and it, and it forces you to do that because you've got someone else or a, a penguin to sort of um to focus on and 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 help so yeah no that those are some really lovely suggestions thank you dominica have you got any top tips um take time for yourself as well as your studies you don't want to do one thing and none of the other things that you enjoy so try not to let let your um try not to let your studies overtake your life because you're also um you're also a person deserving of free time and enjoyment so take some time like do your hobbies if you have any or spend some time to discover if you have any like other hobbies i guess 
So um, university is a really great place to try different things and try like different sports or societies. Mm-hmm. I've never done cheerleading before. So until I came to university and now I'm the president. <laughs> yeah. Some really brilliant advice there from our student ambassadors, which I hope will help you in the next few years. And remember to speak to someone if you have any concerns or worries. Huge thank you to all of our guests today for providing all of their advice to promote positive well-being. And I hope it's helped you to think about what positive changes you can make to your lifestyle thank you for listening to today's episode if you want to listen to more our previous episodes are available on the playlist and you can keep an eye out for new releases by making sure you're a registered listener please email us on outreach to find out more we've recently launched a variety of fantastic online courses for students to support their transition independence and a variety of skills at such an important time in their lives Made up of short videos, interactive activities and resources, the modules aim to provide students with the confidence to succeed. Our courses include the Further Studies Preparation Programme for students in years 10 to 11, University Preparation Programme for students in year 12 to 13, and Essex Preparation Programme for those about to embark on their journey here at Essex. Head to essex.ac.uk slash schools hyphen and hyphen colleges to enrol today. Thanks again, and don't forget to share the episode with your family, friends and colleagues. The University of Essex podcast. Research, experience and information.